four, three, two, one. Beers and banter, episode 35. We've got fan favourite Peter Gwynn uh, dialing in tonight. We're going to talk a bit of cycling. He's actually going to wade through some bit of the mess that is your mortgage right now. And uh, we'll have a bit of a chat at the end. Let's do it. Peter Gwynn, welcome back to Beers and Banter. Hey, Matty. Yeah, good to be back, mate. Pity it's not um, there in the sweaty box, but um, yeah, anyway, it's good to, good to have a chat. It is lonely here in the sweaty box uh, all on my own, but uh, to be good social citizens right now, we've got to keep the uh, keep our distance, so really appreciate you dialing in for tonight's pod. No worries. No, happy to be here, mate. You've been pretty busy, busy since we spoke to you last time. You've added another title, so we, we might talk to talk about that in a little while, but generally, how are you finding the crazy world that we're in right now? Yeah, well, it's unknown. Um, people are sort of obviously very worried because, you know, they just don't know what's going to happen on the time frame. So um, I think everyone's been, you know, good. They've accepted that there's not much we can do about it. You've got to move on, but... Um, just the unknown factor, I think, is what stresses, you know, the major stress for people. It, it feels like there was maybe a little bit of calm just in the last sort of three or four days that um, I, I know there's still people calling for the, the mass lockdown, which, you know, I, I reckon I was one of those people a couple of weeks ago, but I feel like the government's doing an okay job at the moment. Um, obviously, the clearer they get their messaging, the better, but I feel like they're maybe managing us a whole lot better than some of these other countries are going at the moment so um i do i know i feel a lot calmer but maybe resigned to the fact that this is this is our way of life for the next you know three to four months yeah definitely i mean they've got a they're getting some advice from a lot of very very knowledgeable and smart people so they've got a very good team there that's you know it's not just a few making making the decision so yeah I'm, i'm quite comfortable with everything that's happened. And I think you need to look at the positives. You know, there's other things that will come out of this that's, um, you know, that'll be positives for, for people and society in general. Yeah, hopefully we'll just come out the other side of it and, um, you know, everyone will be okay. We, we can only hope. I, I feel like, uh, I, I definitely thought at the start of this that we were headed for a mass lockdown and I didn't really think past the two to three weeks. Um, that's probably because uh, I'm not an expert on the economy or health. <laughs> But I, yeah. I, I thought, oh, we're, geez, we're in for a tough couple of weeks here. And then you start to realise that, no, maybe we're in for a tough year and maybe the government's setting us up to get through the hardest bits. And, you know, when people get, like, you know, I was one of those people looking at Italy going, oh, this can't be us, we've got to lock it down. But then you start to realise, a good mate of mine pointed out, well, we're not Italy, we're, we're a completely different country to Italy. And even when you look at America at the moment, they're, they're battling but they've got about the same land mass as us, but probably 10 times more, it's more than 10 times more people than we've got. So that a lot of people living on top of each other and certainly yeah. not the healthcare system that we've got. So, um, I, mean, I think, I think we're going all right, but, uh, I'll be interested to see how the next couple of weeks go. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bit more controlled here, isn't it? So we're, you know, we are an island, so, yeah, look, once it, I think once the graph, you know, it goes start going the other way and 
the numbers are less those that are catching it, well, yeah, we're starting to starting to be on the improve. I did see a thing over the weekend too that we actually need a certain amount of percentage of the population to get it, otherwise it will just linger forever. So, no, that's interesting. It seems it seems that. like they're sort of controlling that you know they're not pulling the handbrake too quick on on you know locking everyone in their houses because they actually needed to spread at a steady rate so that they can manage those people obviously with their healthcare system but so that it gets far enough that we end up with a bit of a herd immunity now I will you know the usual disclaimer folks it's all bro facts and uh, opinions here there's no <laughs> there's no science behind yeah. this show but um it I I don't know I feel a lot calmer than I did probably maybe a week or two weeks ago yeah, I mean, the, the major effects on the economy and people's mental health, I, I would say, you know, how they're going to support their family. And so the virus in itself is one thing, but the economy and the, you know, the ongoing effects of people losing work, et cetera, is, you know, that's the big worry for me. I, I can't think, I can't imagine there's a household in Australia right now that's not just concerned or uh, having to have that uh, conversation with their manager about leave or you know, workload or what, what's going to happen there. But, you know, I, I definitely feel like people are more concerned about that than the virus itself, even though that's probably a lot more serious than people originally thought as well. Yeah, no, definitely. No, that's that's right for sure. Um, what we should probably do is we should probably tell people what your day job is, Pete, before we get into the cycling. Is, is it all right if we talk about that? Yeah, yeah far away. So, um, I don't know, what, what's your official title? What, what's your official job description? Uh, oh, we lost you. You there? Um, mortgage broker, yep. did you say? Yeah. Yep. Uh, cool. So, I guess that's probably one of the hottest topics in Australia right now is how do I pay my mortgage or what are my options with my mortgage or, you know, whether you're uh, a homeowner or, you know, you, you're a landlord or you're a renter. You know, renters are concerned, well, what happens if my landlord stops paying his mortgage? And, you know, uh, landlords are concerned, well, what happens when my renters stop paying their mortgage? And then you've generally those that live in their home, well, what happens if I lose my job? Or am I going to lose my home? Can you wade through some of the options that the average Australian's got in front of them right now? Like, what what are the banks doing and, and what can people look at, you know, um, you know, realistically to with their options right now? Yeah. So the government's worked closer with the banks to put some measures in place. So if anyone's under any stress whatsoever, there's some options. Initially, any anyone with any mortgage, whether they've got one, two or three for investment properties or owner-occupied properties, they, they can put their mortgage on hold for three to six months. So no repayments for three, three months initially and then, then another three months. Um, so after that, I think if, if it goes on longer than that and there'll be further measures in place um, put in by the government. But initially, um, yeah, you can stop your mortgage repayments for that period of time. There's no no issues with your credit report or, you know, anything like that. You can just basically stop your mortgage repayments and then restart them in three or six months. So I'm just going to so throw, a dis- throw a disclaimer in there that people should seek their own uh, financial advice. We're not giving financial advice here tonight. Uh, Pete's just trying to answer some questions and sort of help people know what their options are but if you've got specific advice you should you know seek an you know appropriate help with that um the, the question i've got in regards to putting your mortgage on hold is that what happens to the interest there does that continue to compound 
No, that gets added to the back of the mortgage, and the, the mortgage is um, extended for that period of time. Okay. So, so, yeah, so you still end up paying that paying that back in the long run. Um, but, yeah, so it extends the loan term. So it doesn't actually compound on it. extends the loan term, so you pretty much put your loan term and your repayments off for six months. Okay. So, yeah, because, you know, again, a lot of misinformation online. I started to see, well, if you, if you put your mortgage on hold for a couple of months, what sort of damage? It's a, You know, I was thinking it was a lot bigger damage than than the nine grand that was on, you know, say say it was three months of three grand or something like that, you know, that, that nine grand would be your, um, you know, it would be compounded and you'd end up paying a hundred or something like that, is it? Yeah, no, no, it's not actually that. I mean, it's still, you still need to pay it back. I think if it goes on and on, there could be some other measures, but initially, you know, that's in place to, to help people through. Um, you know, it's unknown yet once, it, once, it, once things turn around, how quick everything will come back. So... How quick will it bounce back? How quick will people go back to work in each industry? So I think there'll be further measures, but that's a significant one that's come in initially um, to assist people. Yeah, okay. Can you see them cancelling or suspending all mortgages at any point, do you think? No. I don't think they could because it's just – it's so far-reaching. Yeah. You know, it's just so wide. I think they're going to – you know, the best thing is to work with, with everyone involved to um, – you know, to try and get through this period until it is much clearer as to what's happening. I mean, people, there's, there's other, there's other, you know, things in place. People can take their loans from principal and interest back to interest only for a period of time. Yep. Um, they're offering very cheap rates, so two point one nine percent. A lot of lenders. Um, so you can bring your, you know, you can bring it back to interest only at a very cheap rate as well, which, you know, significantly significantly decreases your outgoings. So um, what if you've got you're currently on a fixed loan? And um, some, you know, if you're inquiring and, and there's a lot of break fees to, to try and adjust that fixed loan, but you're talking about maybe a percent and a half difference between what you're paying on a fixed loan now and a, and, a, and what the new rate would be. Are people, is it worth people investigating the difference between, you know, staying on their current loan and then and refinancing? Well, current loans on fixed, yeah, you'll, pay, you'll, you'll most likely pay both. Uh, pay break fees. So you could phone your lender and see if there's any break fees. Sometimes there's no break fees on, on loans. Often yep. there is break fees and the lenders at the moment won't, they won't budge on them. So yeah, you have okay. to pay that break fee. Now, if you're if you're on a variable loan and you want to refinance, well, that is an option. The only thing at the moment is you've got to look at what industry you're in. So the lenders are going to look at your industry, look at what you do. And, you know, the big thing with future lending, you need to, you need to make a declaration that you know, is there any is there any changes going forward that's going to affect you paying this loan back? Now, if you're in an industry where there's some stress, well, you know, you probably got to, you know, there's not going to be a really good chance of getting that refinance. But you know, there's still there's still many people with jobs and working, so you could look at refinancing that loan down to a much cheaper rate if you wished. So they're going to be looking pretty hard at any applications at the moment and the viability of whether or not that person can pay it back. So it's not just a case of deciding, oh, we're going to refinance and then actually find out, well, the bank doesn't want your loan anyway. Yeah, definitely. Well, we've got a couple, we've got like three or four pilots going at the moment, so bang, they're straight away, they're finished, obviously, they're done. So that industry, everyone knows it's done, so they need to put that on hold till they come back to work, you know. Yeah, you that's know, tough. There's so many casual baristas and any anyone in um, the tourism industry, so those sort of people have, you know, there's some, you know, there's, there's so many industries that's been affected, so it would be very hard for those people to lend at the moment. 
Yeah, okay. So there are options for people out there, but they probably need to speak to someone like yourselves or, um, you know, go and talk to their bank and see what their options are. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, just at the moment, we're just speaking to, you know, our clients really, you know, a lot of begin so many calls and really it's just to say that, look, there is assistance here. Here's the things you can do initially to get, it's really step by step. Let's get to three months and let's let's see what's happening. All right, another three months. Let's see what's happening there, um, and then we can and then we can look forward. Um, we can look forward from there, and you know, see what else is put in place. But you know, I think what, what's been positive is you know, there's everyone's got to you know, everyone's got to give a little bit, don't they? So I think you know, people have been pretty good to say, look, we, we'll do everything we can. There's going to be big changes, but we'll do everything we can to make sure everyone gets through all right. Do you think we'll see the politicians take a twenty percent pay cut until the national debt's paid off? <laughs> I don't know. Like, who knows? What I don't think so. I feel, but, um, I feel like there's a lot of Australians right now um, having tough discussions with their employer, whether you're a footy player or you're a you're a barista or you're you're a bank manager. Well, bank manager, you're a pilot. You know, there's a lot of people out there having tough conversations with their employer right now about how to yeah, keep the business exactly. going and how the bills keep getting paid. Haven't heard a lot of Alan, yeah. haven't heard Sorry, a lot of talk out of uh, the pollies about their pay cuts that they're going to take while the country's hurting. Yeah, well, it's going to be a big debt to pay back over a long period of time, isn't it? Like the money doesn't come from you know come from anywhere. So yeah, that's got to be paid back, and that's you know that's a massive debt to be paid back over a long period of time. So who's going to pay that pay for that long term? That's you know that's what's scary as well. It's huge. Are we going to be taxed it's more huge. and you know we'll tax go up to fifty percent. So yeah, you know, for lower wage earners, you know, you just you just don't know the implications going forward. I'm not saying they shouldn't be spending it and and keeping keeping everything going, but it's um there's a lot of money being dished out at the moment, and you know all we've heard for the last ten years about is about you know how frugal they need to be and you know how reckless previous governments were with their spending, and then you know. All we've heard about is we can't have this huge national debt, and now we've got one that's going to be bigger than ever. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how how we're going to pay for that. Um, it, I get it; it's got to happen. It does it potentially. I think I don't know without getting too political. It, it wrecks another argument. You know how we always hear about we can't do anything about climate change because it'll ruin the economy. Yeah, Ma- maybe now's the time. <laughs> Yeah, the economy's ruined. Maybe it's time to switch to some more renewable uh, uh, practices. Well, so those are some of the good things. Of, you know, whether whether climate change is real or not, there is no denying that globally, when we collectively do the, you know, do things together, you see a positive impact on on the earth. I think that's yeah, been one of the positives I've seen out of the last couple of weeks. I know there's some horrific things that have happened, but one of the positives would have to be. That when when humans take it a bit easy and and kick back for a while, the earth starts yeah. to breathe a little bit better. So I reckon that there's got to be some legs to it. That uh, maybe now's the time to put some of those things in place while while uh, the economy's ruined anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think there'll be some. I mean, there'll be some good lessons for our kids that come out of it because we've we've led a pretty much a lot for 30, 40 years, haven't we? So it's been really. You know, just an amazing sort of lifestyle. So definitely, it's not that not that at the moment, but yeah, I, I would say for the majority of my life, you know, I was too young to to really remember the last recession. Um, but 
for the last 27, I think it's 27 years in a row we've had growth. Is that right? We haven't had a, we haven't had yeah. two quarters of, of negative um, growth for, for 27 years. That's a long time. There's people that have lived their whole lives in a, in a sort of basically a good economy. We had the global financial crisis, which, yep, it was tough, but it was nowhere near what we're probably going to see after this. And, no. And it's, no. it's funny. I saw, uh, saw one of the boys post last night that um, kids around Australia are going to find out what a Devon and tomato sauce sandwich tastes like. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Well, I thought that was a bit of a. I thought Devon was a luxury when I was a kid. I was pretty stoked when I got cheese with my Vegemite on a sandwich. That was that was yeah. they were the good days. I think <laughs> I'm, that's the thing we're trying to drum into our kids at the moment that they just can't have it, everything they want, and they're still talking about things like like it's normal. It's like no, 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 no. You don't understand. This year is different. Things are not going to be the same as what they were last year. And, yeah, and everyone's just yeah. got to sort of take a big step back and and think about what's a real priority at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, saving and, you know, watching every cent becomes a real priority, doesn't it? Well, it just probably hasn't before. So there's some really good lessons there. Def- definitely, definitely. What about when it opens up, though, Matt, when, when it turns around? My thoughts are that, you know, people will come back strong and hard and, you know, they're saying people won't travel. Oh, I think people will just go. Right, we've had six or nine months of just being cooped up. I think people fly back into business, fly back into what they were doing and sort of, you know, let loose a bit, I, I think. I I think you'll see a lot of domestic travel. I think that confidence to head yeah. overseas might take a little bit longer. What, yeah. what I am frothing on, we better see some big footy crowds at the back end of the year. Hopefully we get some footy games at the back end of the year, but there's a lot of people online whinging at the moment about how much they miss their footy. Well, guess yeah. what? You better fill those stadiums when we, when we get the footy back on because I think people haven't realised what's at their fingertips until it's been gone. And now, yeah. geez, how much would we love for something to be going on down at the local the local ground on the weekend? So, oh, look at I take for granted even participation in local bike races, you know, just club events on the weekend. I often don't go because I've got something on. But, you know, once that starts back up again, you watch people just jumping back in. And um, I think business too, I think there'll be a lot of opportunity to come off the back of it. I think once it starts going again that, um, you know, I can see some see some big opportunities for those that are, you know, that are, that are ready to jump on and really fly forward. There's some different businesses emerging too. And it, there's a... It's really interesting, you know, um, you know, businesses probably had been dabbling in digital engagement for their teams, but they've been forced to really work out what their digital strategy is as far as, you know, their teams working remotely and engaging with their customers remotely and that there's companies like uh, Slack in the US that are just going gangbusters at the moment because they're, I, I don't even know what they are, but they're like a... Um, a software company that allows, you know, teams to interact with each other and send each other messages yeah. and documents and that sort of thing. I was I, I saw um, a Twitter thread from their CEO just about their last three or four weeks. So from, you know, reporting their, their price to to the um, to Wall Street, but in the middle of this crisis to their own teams working from home and then trying to massively ramp up their capacity to to deal with all the new customers they're getting. So it, I think yeah. you're going to see a lot of a lot of new companies maybe come out the other side of this. Um, yeah. Or companies yeah, I mean, dealing in a different clients. way. Yeah, for sure. I've got a lot of clients that are, you know, not affected as much and they're gearing up, they're gearing up to invest and fly forward. 
So, yeah. you know, some people have been positively impacted, and you know, which is unfortunate, but you know, I've got a um, couple of clients that are, you know, own and operate a Dell with computers and everything, and they're just through the roof because obviously all home computers, et cetera, being bought. So, yeah, there's all sorts of different businesses that have actually you know, are going to go the other way, which is which is unusual, but yeah, um, it definitely that's it's heading. definitely going to be an interesting time coming out the other side, and you know, we we're used to I think we're we're used to the new cycle. We've been so conditioned that you know you'll have a two or three day weather event, and then the news moves on to its the next thing, and you don't really see what's going on in that town for the next six months. Like the fires, we had the fires, which is such a prevalent worldwide issue, and they've just been engulfed and forgotten—not not forgotten because everyone still remembers them—but you know, the the world's left them behind for this new thing. And yeah. it's like, well, those those towns are still battling, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they're going to get yeah. this on top of this. You know, they're going to get the the virus on top of you know the fact that that their towns were destroyed. But we're too conditioned to, well, when, when the news cycle moves on, we all do as well. So yeah. I think the problem is something like this pops up on your telly and you go, oh, coronavirus. Oh, geez, this could be rough for a couple of weeks. You know, and that's all people prepare for. Oh, what's the next? Oh, geez, this is going to be a big week. And now, yeah. now we're like a month or six weeks in to our first case. I can't remember when our first case was in Australia, but it was a fair while ago. And now people are like, really? This... I can only go outside with one other person for the next six months. Like that's that's yeah, crazy. Right. As soon as they said the footy was being locked down, you go, nah, that'll never happen. You know, you you know that's and it's not that bad. And then all of a sudden, I think it was last week, not last week, in the weekend before. Over the period of the weekend, it just you know it just got so much, you know, so much more real. Yeah, yeah. I th- Mon- Monday to Friday to Monday was a totally different feeling going to work and in the office and what we're actually doing. It was almost a different job. Definitely. And the, when they started to tell us, you know, oh, I'll work from home, it's like, yeah, okay, this is different. But you'd re- yeah. again, you don't really think about there's a whole lot of buildings that are just empty at the moment and they're having to be shut down properly. Otherwise, there, there'll be other issues created in those buildings. But wh- when are we going back? At what point can we, you know, what does it look like on the other end? Like, how cautious are they going to be? All right, cafes can open again. Like, how yeah. how far down the track are we talking for that? That's a it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's the unknown. That's the that's the hard bit for everyone. If everyone going right, we've got three months. Well, that's fine. You just go, you set the goal, and you you do it, don't you? But what it could be six or nine, or you just don't know. You don't know the end of it. Well, they start to they start to look at events that are way into the year, and you think, how have you cancelled that already? It's months away, but you know, there's not, you know, people are being too too much planning goes into some of these big events that you don't realise that they've got to make the call now. Like when they, so I guess between last week's pod and this week, we've, the Olympics has made the decision that they're not going to go ahead. Now, yeah, that has huge flow on effects. That 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 event is now trying to organise itself in the middle of what was already, a, there would already have been a calendar sorted for 2021 for a lot of the major, you know, major sports and how yeah. is that all going to fit in and logistics. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just uh, like mind-boggling on how much goes into that one event and then to change it all. It's, um, it's crazy. The Tour de France is like the last event I saw on the weekend that are still talking about trying to go ahead without fans. But it's not really a ticketed event, though, is it? Like, it's not like they could stop people standing by the side of the road, or could they? Yeah, 
No, that's right. Yeah, let's stand on your balcony and watch it go past because that's what it is, you know. It goes through. Yeah, you can. You can. Anyone can walk up and watch it. So I don't know how you're going to hold people back from it, but I don't know why. I don't know. I just don't think it'd be anything without without the fans, you know. Um, the other thing is, there's been a few positive cases in a few of the teams, so you know, well, they obviously can't race, you know, they, unless it's. I know it's a little bit of time away, but. As soon as there's a couple of positive tests in the whole peloton, well, you know, it's a bit like someone in one football team getting it. Well, you can't have a, can't have a, you know, cycling's very similar. There's yeah. A amount of little one teams. Spend well, all can, day real close to each other. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and you've got 300 riders all, you know, sweating and spinning and, yeah, it's just, it's not a good environment. So yeah. while we're on the cycling, what uh, you've added a title to to the uh, cabinet since since we spoke to you last the 2019 uh, road national road time talk. Oh, can't get I can't spit it out tonight. 2019 Australian Masters national road time trial champ. Is that right? Did I say that right? That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. I won the time trial, but I won the overall as well. So there's three events um, over a weekend, and then so I won the time trial and got enough points to win the the rider of the, the overall title for, for my age group. So, yeah, so, it was good. So we can still give you the title fastest man on two wheels around the Gold Coast? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Fastest in my age group on that day, maybe. <laughs> yeah, hey. yeah, no, still, still enjoying. There's a couple of races I wanted to do overseas, actually, this year. So they're obviously been put on the back burner, but you know, yeah. that's, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually quite enjoying just... Um, having a bit of downtime and still keeping a little bit fit, taking my boys out riding more than anything. But yeah, um, yeah, it was good. It was a uh, good end to the good end to the. I actually won the Australian Vets Champs as well, so won another one. So I had sort of a couple of good weeks, and then um, just building up to another season, thinking it'll all be good. But that's all stopped now. Not even riding in groups or anything. Just if you want to go, you pretty much go out with one or your own family. So it's yeah, it's a whole different, whole different ball game now. So. Is it important? Oh, I, I can tell already that um, not that I'm the fittest guy, but even just this working from home thing and having the fridge real accessible has not been great. So, <laughs> <laughs> particularly particularly when you stock the pantry full of stuff because you think you're going into lockdown for a couple of weeks, and then I reckon if they called it tomorrow, I'd be it'd be chaos again because I've eaten it all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm slowly sneaking sneaking up there too. I'm not <laughs> racing anything. Oh, well, I'm not I'm not racing up any climbs, so I might as well just you know who cares about the weight? So it's easy to do. What about yeah? I'm interested how much notice they're going to give the footy players before they turn the season back on. Look, they train so hard for the hey. Do you think it'll be back? I don't know. I think it might be written off. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I really hope it is. I, I was just reading an article before you rang that um, the NRL, if they don't get this season going, they're looking at playing, paying their players a fat, flat fee. I can't spit my words out tonight. Sorry, folks. A flat fee of 100K a year. So it doesn't matter whether you're Daily Cherry Evans or you're a first year, you're getting 100 grand. Okay. That's, um, that's, that's huge. Now, there's a lot of Aussie punters at home going, yeah, Crimea River. But they're like everyone else. It's uh, more money, more problems. You know, was it who said that? Was it Biggie or Puff Daddy? More money, more problems. 
It's true, yeah. you know. They've all got mortgages probably to suit their income and lifestyles to mm. suit their income. It's, I don't think now's the time to be throwing rocks at anybody. I think everybody, they, oh, it's a bit cliche, but we're all in this together. So, you know, that's that's huge. And I was, I was just yeah. reading that the players are filthy because they reckon the NRL have raided, I'm going to put an allegedly in there because I don't know the facts, but allegedly raided $10 million from the, the players' retirement fund to prop up head office. Oh, really? Yeah, so they're not stoked about that, and particularly now that uh, the NRL are talking next year is going to be yeah flat payment if they can't get any footy happening this year. Oh, next year is flat, not this year while so, they're not playing. Next yeah, year is yeah next year it will be flat money oh. to try and come yeah, out the other know. side of this. And it'll take off from the Super, Super League or something. Mm. I don't know what they do. Like, you know, that's, um, yeah, that's... I don't know how they would do that, but yeah. Particularly with con- contracts in place and, you know, you've got guys like Cherry Evans, Tom Lolo, Cameron Smith. They're on a million bucks a season. Yeah, 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 yep. It's, um, you know, it's crazy times. Is that where the NRL got their motto? I don't follow the NRL much, but that's where they got the money from, from the retirement fund, don't they? Well, allegedly they've been accessing it, yeah, to, to keep paying the bills at head office. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs, folks. Don't. Don't send any hate my way. I'm not quite sure, but there's plenty of articles you can read online that talk about it. Um, I, yeah, crazy. I think, the, I don't know, you probably follow the AFL a bit closer than I do, Pete Hep. There's a lot of talk over there about massive cuts in pay as well. Yeah, there's a big standoff between the Players Association and the AFL, so it's got quite ugly, actually. Yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. I haven't been following as, as much, actually, Um but yeah, there's there's you know similar sort of disputes. So I suppose where does the money come from though? Like, there's no once once the the, the um, television rights and that stop, well the money stops flowing in, doesn't it? I would say a lot so, of people are in the same boat as me and uh, turned their Fox Sports package off when the NRL cancelled. So um, yeah, you know, I would have thought that if it was loaded, but you know it doesn't seem so. You think you know you think they would have a you know. A lot of money saved, but it's you know it doesn't appear that way. Well, you, they always crow about how better off they are than the NRL, but yeah, it's turned out well maybe they're not if they if they've got to cut their player payments that hard as well. And it's interesting too that you know people you know as soon as this sort of stuff happens, the same old talk. Well, some teams are not going to make it out the other side of this, and my poor old Titans got thrown under the bus again, like they always do. But it sort of came out that actually the Titans might be one of the better teams positioned here because they're used to running lean and agile as far as the staff goes and, and overheads that maybe yep. they're not as actually exposed as some of these bigger clubs that rely on large leagues clubs that are now shut and, um, you know, have large amounts of staff. So I'm really, uh, really hoping our Titans make it through this and, and the Suns, I hope they make it through. I want to I want to keep on the crusade that the Gold Coast is actually the sporting capital of Australia. The rest of the country, okay. the rest of the country, just needs to get on board. I did hear a rumor. I did hear a rumor that potentially the uh, AIS could be moving to the Gold Coast. Okay, well they got a bit of it here now. They got um, well, they got triathlon and rowing. Um, so I think BMX is here. There's a couple others too, I think. So. What a spot for it. It'd be perfect, wouldn't it? Well, where else would you rather be? training ground. For sure. Yeah. And and, that, and that's the thing that I always bang on. People probably listen to this show sick of me talking about it, but this is the sporting capital. If 
a lot of individual athletes base themselves here. Uh, if they are AIS move here, that's just confirmed for me that it is a sporting capital because that's your, your, your national institute deciding that this is the place to be for their athletes. So it puts, it puts an end to the myth that, you know, footy teams can't be successful here and we just got to get the right people in place to, to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, look, I'm positive about the Gold Coast after all this because we, we're in a really good position to bounce back fast because we got... I mean, there's so much here. You know, there's such a... The whole area to Brisbane and Sunny Coast, there's so much here. Um, there's so much happening, so much tourism and stuff that I think we'll bounce back as fast as anywhere else. Can, um, can you, you see know, another... There's more trouble than Australia. Can you see another stampede from the south? People trying to get out to of their... Or, well, yeah, like big... People trying to get out of their big mortgages in Sydney and Melbourne and live somewhere more affordable because I, I don't know. I, I reckon this thing's got people reassessing what their what their priorities are. And if and if yeah, well, I have. If, yeah. if big companies start to realise, well, my workforce really can work from home. You know, yeah. wh- why do people need to live in Sydney to work for some of these large corporates when you know the digital facilities are just as good? Or you know, maybe maybe. You know, maybe not. I, I am definitely an advocate for officers. I, um, I, I think that there's certain efficiencies to be gained out of, you know, the, the remote experience. But I also know that in the, the week or two since, um, since, you know, we've all had to move out of the office that I've missed that personal engagement, that human engagement um, and that natural collaboration that happens when you're all sitting in the office. It's now, you know, the company I'm working for is doing a really good job of keeping everybody engaged over the over the airwaves, but, um, you know, I do know that I, I, I miss that, that um, you know, just the collaboration and the banter in the office place. So I'd, I'd hate to see it be the death of, of, of the office, but also I can see a lot of companies deciding whether or not they really need, you know, everybody to live in the same city. Yeah. I mean, I worked from home years ago and I hated it. Like, you just, you never get out of home. Like, it's, yeah. you know, it's good to go. Home's home and it's where you want to come back to, but. Being there the whole time, I, I really didn't enjoy it. Um, I think there is something. I think I think there's something to be said for being face to face with people in business and work as well. Humans still think it's yeah. Humans want to interact with other humans. Yeah, yeah. I, I go to Melbourne a lot for work, and I know the time I'm down there, it is so much better being face to face with you know people I work for, you know, work along with, as well as clients. It's you know, it really is much better. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, Pete. I've really enjoyed having you on the pod. Thank you for calling in again. Can you let well, our listen, let, let our listeners know where they can find uh, your your business if they want to? You know, they've got some questions about their mortgage. Yeah, so some offices in Varsity Lakes, but if you want to go into um, www.financingproperty.com.au, um, so that's www.financingproperty.com.au. Um, all the contact details are there. So yeah, feel free to give us a call anytime, even if you want to. Just a bit of a bit of advice on how to work through, or a bit of support or advice on how to work through the current issues. More than happy to have a chat to anyone, and um, yeah, anytime, no problems. Great, thank you very much, Pete, and for all, all right. our listeners at home, uh, as always, please uh, like, subscribe, share, uh, comment at Beers and Banter is where you can find us. Uh, thanks for all your support, and uh, we'll hopefully see you again next week. Cheers. Thanks, Pete. No worries, Matty.